0: Hey, SCF Student Ministries, Devin here, bringing you our last series of the current school year. Crazy to think that we're already at the end of the year. Um, we had a new series called Look and See, and we're in the first week of that. Uh, have you ever been to, maybe at some point when you're in Salem, I know I've been to one there, uh, a children's museum. So they often have like uh, mystery boxes um, or something like that, right? They have different things that you can look at. Um you can, you can look and touch something mysterious learn something new about it, whether it's like a rock, fossil, creature, whatever it is. Uh, engaging someone's senses is a great way to spark curiosity, and kids are some of the most curious people on the planet. If you have younger siblings, you know for sure kids want to know everything, uh, like how cheese is made, what's inside that abandoned house down the street, or if you can dig a hole all the way to the center of the earth. Uh, when you were a kid, what were you curious about? We all had different things. What made you so curious about whatever that thing was? I mean, I still have questions like that as an adult, but like have you ever thought about what causes an airplane to fly? Like it turns there's a lot of science at work there between thrust, lift, drag, gravity. It's crazy that something as big as a plane can lift when pressure changes around the wings. I mean, what about even something as small as like a fortune cookie? How do they get all the tiny pieces of paper in there and who writes all of those? Uh, What about roller coasters? Who designs them? How do you not fall out when you flip upside down? We could study roller coasters for years. Um, We could look at pictures, talk about it with our friends. You can watch YouTube videos, whatever, but nothing compares to the actual experience, right? Unless you've tried it, you really can't understand that feeling of being on a rickety wooden roller coaster as your car climbs up that first tall incline or hearing the final clicks of the chains, Uh, the wheels and the rails below. Or peering down that first imminent drop thinking um, that this is it. Uh, it's exhilarating. It can be terrifying. Sure, watching YouTube videos is fun, but it doesn't just compare to the experience of it, right? Of doing it in person. For the next few weeks, uh, really the next this week and next week, uh, we're going to talk about experiencing, not just talking about, the most incredible experience in the world. It's not a roller coaster. It's the experience of following Jesus. Maybe you're not sure what you think about God right now, and that's okay. I want you or I want to invite you to take a closer look because you might discover something you've never seen before. Maybe you think you already know what it's like to follow Jesus, but there's so much you haven't yet experienced. And if you already know and love Jesus, the series is going to serve another purpose for you. It's gonna help you better share with others why the experience of following Jesus is so life-changing for us. So if you're ready, I hope you look and see for yourself what being a Jesus follower is all about. I hope you engage your curiosity and then share what you uncover. For those of you who know Jesus, think to yourself, why don't you think it's good enough to know facts about Jesus? Why isn't it enough to say my family is Christian, so I guess I am too? Why do you think experiencing Jesus for yourself is so important? Following Jesus isn't the same as knowing facts about Jesus, because no one else can have a relationship with Jesus for you. Throughout this series, we want to invite you to look and see Jesus for yourself, maybe for the first time, so you can encourage others to look and see Jesus for themselves as well. So today we want to, I want to introduce you to uh, a character in the Bible, a person in the Bible named Saul, uh, whose whole life changed when he saw Jesus for the first time, which was liter- literal and metaphorically. Uh, You might know him better as Paul, um, but he actually went by both names. Saul Paul, same person. So this Saul Paul guy traveled all over telling people about Jesus and wrote a lot of what we call uh, the New Testament in the Bible. His life following Jesus was pretty exciting, but it was also pretty difficult if you know his whole backstory. Uh, Before Saul decided to follow Jesus, he was Uh, A questionable person at best. He was a Jewish leader who thought Jesus was a false prophet who was leading people away from the true God. Saul's main goal in life was to stop the spread of Christianity by any means necessary. That meant even imprisoning and sometimes murdering followers of Jesus. Saul was confident that he was right about God. But God was about to show him just how wrong he actually was. In Acts chapter 9, Saul set out on a six-day journey to Damascus to stop the spread of Christianity. And on his way, something incredible happened. So we're going to turn to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 9. So it says, As he neared Damascus on his journey, journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood their speeches. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days, he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. So Saul's walking down the road when God shows up, and he shows up in the form of bright light, and it's so bright that he actually loses his vision. God tells Saul to go to Damascus, and without any f- further explanation, Saul does it because if God goes through all that trouble to talk to you, you probably do what God says, right? Uh, so Saul sits down on his journey. He's unable to see, wondering what in the the world just happened to him. I'm wondering why he's going to Damascus. So, I mean, think to yourself, what what do you think Paul was thinking? What do you think he was feeling? I mean, if you were in Saul's shoes, how would you react to that happening? I mean, have you ever experienced something really disorienting? When we lose something we once depended on, it can be pretty confusing. I got a pretty bad concussion in high school, and I remember the, the first however long day afterwards, it was pretty disoriented. I remember bits and pieces of it. Uh, I remember specifically being like in class and just having the hardest time focusing and paying attention because I didn't know I had a concussion yet. Um, but being that disoriented, it was, it was really hard to do things. And I was aware of what was, uh, I was aware of what i was limited by right i mean that's the closest i can come to imagining how the situation must have felt for saul when our lives lives change so quickly in a moment it can leave us disoriented confused and fearful saul was only blind for a short time probably not enough to time to adjust to the new balance of his senses but god used that time to reveal some really important things to him because saul was sure god wanted him to stop the spread of christianity no matter the cost But he was wrong, so God showed him what was true. Saul was sure God would have wanted him to imprison, torture, and murder the people Saul thought opposed God, but he was wrong about that too, so God changed his heart. God took away Saul's physical sight so that Saul could see something that mattered even more than what he could see with his eyes. God needed him to see God, himself, and others in a much different way from what he had always seen them as. So while Saul was blind, he had to rely on God and the people God placed in his life to take care of him. One of those people was a man named Ananias, who God sent to help Saul regain his sight. So we're going to scroll down, still in chapter 9, 17 through 20. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. So Saul's change was drastic. And it appears instantaneous in this passage, but his journey was just beginning, really, from there. The immediate change, the way he saw Jesus and how he was determined to respond. Saul was a changed man. Then there was a gradual change, how Saul changed the course of his life. The book of Galatians tells a little bit more about how much time he spent studying, reflecting, and meeting with other church leaders and apostles before he began his ministry. Saul's eyes did open again physically, but even more importantly, his eyes were open to the truth About Jesus. So here's the truth Saul could finally see, which is in John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Super popular passage. Most of us have heard that a million times in our life. Uh, But Saul had been trying to silence this very message, right? But after he saw the truth of these words, everything else changed. Saul accepted that Jesus wasn't just a man. Jesus was so much more than that. Jesus was the one who could forgive Saul's mistakes and give him a new and better purpose. Saul saw Jesus as someone he could believe in. And I wonder if I could, or if you could say the same, or if maybe today is the first time you really are able to look and see that Jesus is someone that you can believe in. There's a line in the song "Amazing Grace," and it says, "I was once, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see." Like Saul, we're spiritually blind without Jesus and need him to open our eyes to the truth of who he is without Jesus life can be confusing it can sometimes feel like we're lost directionless or without anywhere to turn to get answers to our questions life can be really disorienting without Jesus I want us to begin this series by asking ourselves this question do I believe what God wants me to see What does God want me to see about who Jesus is? Do I believe it? What does God want me to see about myself and my purpose? Do I believe it? What does God want me to see about others and the way I treat people? Do I believe it? When God opens our eyes, we can see see living life apart from Jesus as the potential to hurt us and others. We can see God loves us and is working to restore everything that has been broken and lost in our lives. And we can see a different way forward. Just like God got Saul's attention and completely changed everything, God wants to transform your life too. Maybe God brought you uh, here for a big change. He brought you to this podcast to hear a big change, right? Maybe God brought you here to start a new journey with Jesus. Maybe God brought you to where you're at right now to help others start their own new journeys with Jesus, I mean, it's nice to have a change of perspective, but like Saul discovered, it only matters if we decide to do anything about it. So what's your next step? What are my questions about my relationship with Jesus? How can I get answers to those questions? What more can I do to act on the truth God has shown me? I mean, who else needs to hear, see, and experience the truth of Jesus? And how can I help with that? When we see Jesus for who he is, the Savior of the world— It should change everything. It should change our perspective. It should change our lives. It should make us want to tell others what we've seen. But before we can see, we have to start looking. And if that's when you're starting right now, that's okay. Be curious. Ask questions. Looking more closely will help you see things about Jesus you haven't noticed before. God showed Saul the same thing God wants to show me, you, and the whole world. God invites us to look and then to see that Jesus is someone that we can believe in. I hope you guys take this message to heart. I'm excited to see uh, the last couple weeks of the year and see how this looking into Jesus and how we can believe in him really leads us into a great summer. Um, Excited to see you all, and I'll see you next time.